Welcome to Fusion Fantasy Football. Welcome back, everybody. Hello to all you procrastinators. Yes, this is going to be the procrastinator pod. Because uh, if you're actually listening to this, it's probably Sunday morning. What are you doing listening to a podcast on Sunday morning? Probably because you didn't set your lineups and you didn't pay attention during the week and you didn't listen to all the podcasts I listened to you that I listened to throughout the week and you didn't have time to read uh, your favorite articles and your rankings and you just want a quick lowdown on all of the names and... I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to run through as fast as I can a bunch of the top uh, 20, 30 at each of the uh, main positions. Well, not a tight end. There's only like 10 or 12 of those. And uh, we'll run through them, give you an idea of some guys that I have high confidence in, low confidence in, uh, give you some names that maybe jump out to me that I am not hearing people talk about, and then some names that I would uh, encourage you to, to stay away from. So uh, it's not really a sit-start or anything like that. I'm just going to give you my rankings. I'm not, the ranking doesn't even matter. I'm going to list them in order from top to bottom. Uh, so the first ones are going to be pretty obvious. This is the first time I tried this, obviously, So at least in the podcast. So uh, this is a little new, but I thought I'd run something out here for you guys, for all you procrastinators, and uh, see what you think. Maybe Maybe this will be something we can do. Uh, like I said, going to go quick here. So if you have your uh, speed on, I'm going to try and keep this under 15, 20 minutes. It might be longer this first one. So you you speed that thing up and uh, you'll have all the names you need for all your teams. And you'll have a good sense of uh, how you should feel about their games coming up today. I say today because it would be Sunday, even though I'm recording this not on Sunday. You get it. I know you do. You can figure it out. I have confidence. All right. Running backs. We're going to start with, of course, Todd Gurley, number one. Great matchup. He's the best. High confidence. Do I need to keep talking about Todd Gurley? Saquon Barkley. Tampa Bay gives up lots of points to the running back, and he is in the top five pretty much every, at least in confidence for me. So, uh, yeah. High confidence. Cream Hunt, another other side of that great matchup. Lots of points going on there. I want in on it. Christian McCaffrey, uh, he's a PPR monster. If you're not in a PPR, well, too bad. Um, Detroit gives up decent points to uh, running backs. And we know how much he's always been uh, involved lately. CJ Anderson, gone. So he's it. He's the show. Next, I have Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, I have pretty good confidence in him. I just don't know if they will get him involved in the passing game. And that's where Atlanta's hurting the worst against running backs that also catch the ball. If they get Zeke involved passing in the passing game, uh, he could have a really, really big game. Otherwise, he's just going to have his regular high floor rushing, uh, which you're going to be probably happy with still but it may not be a huge game next we have david johnson very high confidence in him he's back he is back he is getting all the receiving usage running something like 30 passing routes a couple games ago and then obviously the finally that paid off last week if you didn't catch it i didn't catch it when it came out but there's a uh, podcast called td 
fantasy with uh, Paige Nemikos and uh, I probably said her last name wrong. I'll have to include her in the notes here. Uh, I, I caught the podcast uh, at least a week after it aired. Um, the reason it caught my eye was uh, they had Bruce Arians on and he was talking about how uh, the people who traded away David Johnson are going to regret it. And he apparently, it, to me, it sounded like he knows Byron Leftwich. Obviously, he hired Byron Leftwich there to his position within that organization within Arizona. And it sounds to me like he knows what Byron wants to do with David Johnson. And he saw it coming that he was going to get him involved the way he did. And like I said, we really saw that pay off last week. And that's what I see coming the rest of this even. David Johnson is going to win people their leagues this year. I honestly believe that. Um, I had a podcast two weeks ago and I haven't done one since because that one was so good. You could have honestly, honestly, you could have listened to it for week 10 and it was like still on because it was a buy sell stash podcast. It wasn't a sit start. And, um, Hey, I said, buy. I tried, tried to tell you guys buy David Johnson. Okay. I tried to tell you guys sell Marlon Mack, things like that. So, uh, get back on target here, but those are the kind of things that listening to um, the right places, picking up little details, little tidbits here and there can help David Johnson. Big game again. Melvin Gordon against Denver. Uh, they seem to give up some big games to big name backs like Gurley Hunt and uh, Crowell. Uh, never mind. But no, really. They do give up uh, good points to backs that can do it all like Melvin Gordon can. Uh, I have Alvin Kamara all the way down here. You're probably wondering, wait, I hadn't heard his name yet. Yeah, well, I just have a weird feeling about this game. Uh, I could see the Saints blowing Philadelphia out. I could see it being a tight game. I just don't see it being a high-scoring blow-for-blow. Philadelphia's defense is struggling, and at the same time, uh, their offense, I'm not sure they can keep up. So this needs to be either kept a tight game or the Saints are going to blow him out. I do think Alvin Kamara can be involved then, but uh, if they do blow him out, I think Ingram starts to get involved, and we'll see him in another 10 spots, 10 names here. So I think he's still be, he'll be good, but he may just get you your 80 and a touchdown. You'll be happy, but it's not going to be, you know, a three-touchdown, 30-point kind of result. Uh, next, I have James Conner. Same thing. I dropped him down as far as I could, but uh, he, he's involved too much. This offense is too good. Um, he's kind of defense agnostic but Jacksonville is a pretty good defense and we'll we'll see and running the game has been one area that they have been a little bit vulnerable so I don't know if that's something that uh, Pittsburgh can exploit or not Dion Lewis is the next guy this is probably the first one you're going to see um, much higher on this list but I'm not alone there's other guys have been talking about it um, if you listen to Matt Kelly on uh, Roto Underworld his first movers pod talking about it's a little bit of DFS talk there, but Dion Lewis is a great start facing Indianapolis and high usage, a lot of points scored there probably, and I uh, just really like him a lot higher on him than a lot of other, other people you'll see and hear a lot of other names further down on my list here than others. Next, I have Carry On Johnson. The Lions are really struggling with losing. Jones, uh, they traded away Tate, and now they're left with just kind of Galladay and 
carry on Johnson. They're going to have to use him. So I have pretty good confidence in him. I, I mean, okay in the result, but definitely in his usage at least. So you got to hang on to that. Next, I have Leonard Fournette. Same thing, usage. They definitely want to, Jacksonville definitely wants to win this game running with Fournette. But whether that will work and they'll have to switch, uh, it depends on how well they can slow down the Steelers' offense. Tariq Cohen, uh, the Vikings give up some decent points to the receiving backs. Um, kind of interesting there. If you look through the last several games, things like, well, yeah, obviously Kamar scoring more than Ingram, but you also have like Theoretic scoring more than Carrion Johnson, things like that. Uh, even, I think, uh, Cannon, Trenton Cannon for the Jets scoring more than Isaiah Crowell. So I think they're more vulnerable to that kind of running back. That's about the end of the good <laughs> confidence running backs. After this, it starts to get a little, a little nervous. Uh, Marlon Mack playing Tennessee. Tennessee's defense has actually been pretty good. We'll see if Marlon Mack usage makes up for that. But he's definitely getting used. That's why I have him here. Dalvin Cook playing Chicago. At Chicago, again, it's nervous. Okay confidence, but man, I just would not want to be starting these guys as my running back one. That's for sure. Tevin Coleman, same thing. Joe Mixon, lots of people have um, pretty high rankings on him for this week. I'm not sure why. They're at Baltimore, and I think this is a low-scoring game overall. Baltimore is going to have probably rookie Lamar Jackson in at quarterback. I just this. I think this is an ugly game, and I don't see Joe Mixon uh, lighting up the scoreboard. Usage may bail you out, but um, especially if you're in PPR, AJ Green is out, so maybe they get him involved in the passing game. Again, don't really love it, but happy with him as my RB2. Mark Ingram is next. Again, same thing. If this is a blowout, Mark Ingram could have a good game like he did last week. Uh, Alex Collins in this ugly matchup with Cincinnati and Baltimore. I could see him being okay with usage, especially if Cincinnati is winning. Uh, I mean, if Baltimore is winning, sorry. But uh, I actually think Cincinnati will... Uh, I mean, Cincinnati's defense is kind of a dark horse uh, DST if you need one against Lamar Jackson, or maybe they get RG3 involved. So keep an eye on that. Philip Lindsay's next, um, playing the Chargers in LA. Royce Freeman is back, so I'm not sure how much that cuts into his usage, and I'm just not sure how much overall they're going to need him. But it's a good start, especially if they have to keep up and get the passing game involved for Lindsay. So uh, I, I could sh maybe should have had him higher than I have him thinking about it right now, but pretty good confidence, okay confidence in him. Adrian Peterson, he's all right. He gets the work. Uh, we're starting to get into the names where it's like, well, who knows? So I'm going to start jumping around, picking names out. I see Jalen Richard here. Yeah, they're going to have to use him. They always get in these mag bad uh, game scripts. And you heard me already talking about David Johnson. I think Arizona has a good chance of winning this game. So Oakland's going to be playing from behind, as they often are, and we'll need Jalen Richard. Um, jumping past some other names. Going to skip ahead to... Uh, down here I have Josh... Adams, I, I'm definitely staying away from him and the other Philadelphia backs. I'm just bringing up his name as an example. But playing New Orleans, don't really want. There is one guy there who, if I had to pick one, it would be Corey Clement, and he would be a pretty deep start. 
uh, just because he could be involved in the passing game. All right, I'm going to, nothing else jumps out to me. I'm going to skip over to the wide receivers here. Again, this is, these are guys that you're legitimately playing in your leagues this week. So I'm not going to get too deep into the weeds with these names. Wide receivers, Michael Thomas is number one for me. How can it go wrong the best against one of the worst that Philadelphia secondary is in shambles? Next, I have Tyreek Hill. This game so many points. I want Tyreek Hill in there getting points, big plays. The Rams' defense has not been what many people thought it might. Obviously, they have some injury in that secondary, but man, I want in on that. I even have him ahead of Thielen here. Adam Thielen's next just because he's so consistent. How can you say no? Next, I have Odell Beckham uh, playing against Tampa Bay. I'm not a big Odell Beckham lover, but um, I'm not so stupid to bet against him and again against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. John Hopkins is next. Then Antonio Brown. Uh, not as high confidence in Brown. Really not sure what to do with him and Juju here. If you have them, you're playing them. But it'll take a touchdown for sure. I'm not sure their usage is going to get high enough. Um, Keenan Allen's next. Pretty good confidence in him. Same thing for Julio Jones. So these guys are going, obviously. The next two are where it starts to actually get interesting. Uh Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods, the two uh, Rams receivers, high confidence in both of them. I just don't know if who's going to have the big game. If I had to pick on one, it would probably be Brandon Cooks, but I think Woods' floor is higher, if that makes sense. Alshon Jeffrey is the next name I have here, and I wanted to make sure I mentioned him because I don't hear a lot about him. If you think uh, Lattimore on the Saints is going to shut him down, well, then I guess you could pivot to you know Aguilar or something or even Golden Tate if you think he finally gets involved but uh, Alshon Jeffrey is the kind of guy you can force the ball to Carson Wentz is the kind of quarterback that isn't afraid of forcing it this could end up really good or really bad <laughs> could be some interceptions instead so uh, I, th- I think he gets some touchdown and uh, some good work here next I have Col- Kenny Galladay He's it. I mean, who else is there? TJ Jones, Brandon Powell, I think it is supposed to be the third guy taken. Well, well, whoever, whatever. You're not starting him. You're starting Cunning Holiday with high confidence and you're loving it. Mike Evans, uh, pretty good confidence. They're playing the Giants. Their defense, I can't make up my, my honestly, I can't make up my positions on the Giants defense because I want to say they're bad, but they do tend to kind of keep games close so he's going to get the usage so he's here Corey davis um huge target share here and that he's just who who mariota is going to and mariota is looking better and if the colts can successfully score points then they're gonna have to keep up but that titan defense is has been pretty good you saw them slow down the patriots um patriots as a whole didn't just didn't look good so I'm not sure if that was oh, – I can put that all on the defense. But next I have Stefan Diggs. Um, my question here with him is health. He has a history of playing after coming back from an injury and just playing but not really being the Diggs we know and love. So I would – I have a little bit of a low. He's the first low confidence I have, but he's high up here just because they need him. Um, Allen Robinson, same thing. He had a great game last week after uh, – I was saying maybe sell him, 
If you could still sell him, I wouldn't hate it. But I guess I'll play him, but I want to see him prove it. Definitely want to see him prove it. Next, I have Devin Funches, Detroit, playing at Detroit. And uh, I think it's a pretty good matchup for, for him. You have Slay there. I guess Slay, if you think he's going to shut him down. But same thing, Funches is kind of a, a bigger bigger wide receiver and has really proven himself as being the guy there. We keep saying that DJ Moore is going to take over there, and it just looks like Funches is getting solidified as the number one more and more every week. Next at Juju Smith-Schuster, like I said, I'm not sure what to do with uh, him and the other the other Steelers receivers. you got to play him. I'd play him over um, Allen Robinson probably, even though I had him higher there. But you got to play him. I'm just not sure how confident I'd be in the results. Emmanuel Sanders, uh, probably I have good confidence in him. I'm not sure how the, how high his ceiling and the numbers can be, but um, he's actually in a pretty good spot playing the Chargers. Then you have Larry Fitzgerald, also another great spot. Now we're getting into the guys who um, I actually really do like and I have very different positions on, but Larry Fitz, this could be a really good game for him, uh, wide receiver two. T.Y. Hilton, I have him way down here, um, at least four spots lower than kind of consensus. So I just am not confident in him at all. Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper at Atlanta. They're using him great. He's been a solid wide receiver too, putting up, you know, points in the teens, decent usage and results pretty confident. I mean, okay, confidence. I'm going to play him as my wide receiver too. Same thing here with Tyler Boyd. I know I only gave you like nine points or something last week against Baltimore. Now I could see how that, uh, but Hey, his usage is still going to be there. John Brown on the other side of that game and Michael Crabtree on the Baltimore side. These two are kind of right next to each other for me and I'm playing them I don't know who's going to break out. I almost want to say it's going to be Willie Sneed. But if the quarterback, the, the reason I'm I'm so uncertain here is because of the quarterback. If it was Flacco, okay, that's one thing. But if it's Lamar Jackson, I have no idea. I would fall on the side of John Brown, which is why I have him listed one higher. Just because uh, he could have a big play. He could air it out with Jackson. Or if RG3 does end up playing... He has a decent deep ball too. Sammy Watkins, uh, he may not even play, so keep an eye on that. He could be a good play, but if he's so injured that we're not even sure if he's going to play, I'm not sure I would want to play him with much confidence either way. Sterling Shepard, same thing. He had a you know a touchdown to bail you out last week, but he's not a ton of usage there. But then again, they're playing Tampa Bay. So he's up here just on the edge of wide receiver two range, but uh, my confidence is is pretty low. Golden Tate, you're going to have to bank on him getting much more involved than he was last week, but I think they're going to have to have him more involved to have a chance against the Saints. So I have him here. Cortland Sutton, I think uh, he has a better chance of a big game than Sanders, but then again, he has a better chance of a very low score at the same time. So high ceiling, low floor guy. Chris Godwin, uh, I have two names here that jumped out to me as guys that I'm not hearing a lot about. I, I pointed out last week, Chris Godwin here, 
everyone got all excited about Adam Humphreys for a minute, and I'm not sure why. Fitzpatrick loves Godwin. I'm not sure why we got into our head that he loves Humphreys just because of one high-target game. And I think they saw his targets the game before that, too, where Winston started the game. But um, as I pointed out on uh, Twitter, if you follow at FusionFFB, um, and my personal is at generally underscore aware, the Winston was the one who was targeting Humphreys in that one game. Nine of those ten targets were from Humphreys, or from Winston, sorry. Um, and then the following game, yeah, Humphreys was 8 of 8 from Patrick. Great game. I think it was just the way the game went. And sure enough, this last game, Godwin had had a good game. So I think I have him as the second target there in Tampa Bay. And I would like him against the Giants. Same thing with Anthony Miller uh, playing Minnesota. You've got Allen Robinson looking good there. But Anthony Miller is also looking pretty good. High uh, ceiling on this guy too. But I think he has maybe even more consistent usage in some of the names I was listing up ahead uh, earlier. So if these were my wide receiver twos to pair up with a guy who was up in the in the top 10, 12 there, I'd be really happy. You've got a really good um, good high ceiling there and good floor with your number one. We start getting into the names that uh, I, I might pick out a couple here. Willie Sneed. Uh, no. No, never mind. Because Lamar Jackson, I don't know. I don't know. Aguilar you could go with because of uh, if they're going to pivot to him. He hasn't looked that great, but if uh, they can get Tate involved, I'd probably go Tate over Aglor between that uh, those receivers in Philadelphia. Traquan Smith did nothing last week, but you've got to think he's going to get involved, especially against this bad secondary. So there's a really deep start for you would be Traquan Smith. Uh, you go further down, you've got guys like Maurice Harris in Washington. They need somebody. Um, and that's about it. I'm going to move over to tight ends real quick. I'm going to try and keep this. I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> Probably too long. Zach Ertz is the number one. I don't even know why I'm talking about it. Travis Kelsey, same thing. Uh, Greg Olson, I, I think it's just confidence, high confidence, play, solid, uh, high floor, but I'm not sure if he still has the ceiling he used to have. Definitely doesn't have a ceiling like the next guy, O.J. Howard. But we've also seen Howard disappear for games. Jack Doyle is next. Uh, if you were like me and started him and were disappointed last week, but you should not be disappointed in your process. I started him and, uh, yeah, you only got whatever you got, six points, seven points, something like that. And Ebron got all the touchdowns. But Jack Doyle still got more work. Some of those t- touchdowns easily could have gone his way instead I'm not uh, I'm not afraid of playing him. Still like that. Austin Hooper's coming on strong, and against Dallas, that's a good matchup. Evan Ingram, I have a good bit higher than a lot of people, which is funny because I was down on him going into the year, but I think this is a good matchup. Uh, my first kind of sleeper here is Ricky Seals-Jones against Oakland. It's a good matchup, um, and I just feel like he's been getting really involved, uh, has a really high route um how would i say the number of routes he runs is high and if you remember if you were listening way back uh for tight ends more than anything routes run versus snaps 
is actually more important, correlates more with fantasy points. So you want to look for who's running the routes. Uh, obviously, they have to be on the field getting snaps playing to even get their routes. But um, there's some tight ends that just stay back. Those kind of uh, tight ends we know, they don't get the targets. And those are the ones we don't want to play. Jared Cook I have here, low confidence. But, I mean, who else do they have? I believe I hear that Jordy Nelson is out. So that leaves... Oh, isn't LaFell still out too? So that leaves like Partavis and Jared Cook. Yeah, if only they had... Um, if only they had a receivers like Switzer or Mark Cooper, right? Next is Vance... McDonald, he had that huge game against Jacksonville last year in the playoffs. So, hey, could happen again if that's a weakness that Pittsburgh found that they want to exploit in that Jacksonville defense. Then, of course, we have Eric Ebron. High, high ceiling, low, low floor. Trey Burton's next. Yeah, pretty low on my list. I'm not sure how that happened, but I'm just not sure they're going to need him. He's a little touchdown dependent. Next, I have C.J. Uzuma, and great matchup for him. Baltimore, actually, of all the positions that they're weak against, tight end is the worst for them. So if the Bengals need somebody to throw to, no A.J. Green. If Tyler Boyd gets shut down, I think Uzuma's next. Mark Andrews, actually love the matchup. He is, of all of the tight ends in Baltimore, I have the most confidence in him as a receiver because that's really what he is. He's just a giant slot receiver. So I like him as a uh, deep play. If you need somebody to pick up, he's possibly there. Johnu Smith, he's been coming on lately. Really like him. And now it starts to drop off. you got Jeff Hurman, and eh, I mean, he's been getting the usage, so you can't hate it. After this, we get into the names like Kyle Rudolph. I don't love it. Very touchdown dependent. Um, Michael Roberts is a little bit of a sleeper here because, well, Detroit doesn't have anyone else like we talked about, so we could see him. Yeah, he's probably touchdown dependent, but he is a big red zone target, end zone target, so we've seen that happen before. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes out of this game with a touchdown, um, if anyone does. Benjamin Watson, Gerald Everett, Jordan Reed, Vernon Davis, Jesse James, these guys were all... I don't know about it. If you really need a real super deep guy, James O'Shaughnessy playing Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's also weak against the tight end. And uh, like this is their last healthy tight end for the Jacksonville. So James O'Shaughnessy, there you go. All right, that's it. That was probably too long. Um, lots of names you already know and have heard. Hope you were able to pick out the names that uh, are relevant to you and your teams. And you were able to get a sense for where I had them in the overall. This is all me. This is just my, uh, like I said, picking up everything I've been hearing and reading throughout the week. And putting it all together and just kind of uh, brain dumping it here on you. So, good luck everyone. I know these are make it break it weeks. So, go get them. Don't play fantasy football scared.